welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. The November 8th election is quickly approaching. In fact, early voting has already begun. Uh, maybe most of you in the audience are waiting for, traditionally, Election Day to vote, as I am and my family will vote on November 8th. Well, there is projected a big red wave. However, uh, it is incumbent upon Christians to get out and to vote their morals, uh, vote, uh, vote your uh, values from the Bible. And we're going to talk about that today with an author, Steve Feasel. Uh, his book, Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. He just released this. It has a foreword by Governor Mike Huckabee, who actually co-authored a book with Steve. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the author in just a minute. But first of all, I want to draw you to the attention of the Ohio Christian Alliance website. That's ohioca.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. And our voter guide is on the front page. You'll see the U.S. Senate race between Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance is on the cover. You just click on that in all 11 pages of the complete voter guide that covers all the races, the statewide races, the congressional races, the state Supreme Court, the Ohio House, the Ohio Senate, and it even includes uh, the district maps for Congress, for Ohio House, Ohio Senate have been redrawn. Also on our website on the top is uh, a couple of features that you'll find to be very helpful before you vote. One is view your sample ballot. And what you do is you click on that link, put in your address, and it will take you to your Board of Election website. And you're, you can actually pull up your sample ballot of how it will read uh, when you get in there and vote on Election Day uh, or if you're going to vote early. Again, viewing your sample ballot is very important so that there's no gotcha questions <laughs> when you get in there. You say, well, I didn't know this. I don't know what I think about this. I didn't see it on the ballot. Well, you're able to do that by going to view your sample ballot. Again, that's also on the Ohio Christian Alliance webpage. Why don't you go there right now? I mean, look, I listen to the, you know, I watch the broadcast. We're on tonight. Of course, it's Tuesday evening. You also hear us on Thursday afternoons. And again, it will replay on Saturday. Folks, you just need to quickly go to uh, your desktop computer, your cell phone. Uh, you need to go to the Ohio Christian Alliance website and look up the voter guide. You need to do your due diligence to really uh, review the voter guide and know where these candidates stand on the important issues of pro-life, pro-family uh, before you go in and you, you cast your vote. So also, uh, Find My District is also a feature on our website. Very helpful. Uh, because all the district lines have been redrawn after the 2020 census, and this last year many of you listening to this program know about the map battle that ensued, and uh, we do have district maps now, 15 new congressional districts, the Ohio House, the Ohio Senate. If you want to know what district you live in, again, you want to click on that feature, Find My Districts. It's all on the Ohio Christian Alliance webpage. That's ohioca.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Well, with that, I'm going to go to our author. His name is Steve Feasel. He is an ordained minister in an evangelical denomination where he served as pastor. 
He has taught as an adjunct professor of business at various universities. He produced three award-winning faith-based documentaries on social issues, including the pro-life side of abortion. Besides holding a degree from a seminary, he has an MBA from Arizona State University. Steve's published book entitled Abduction, How Liberalism Steals Our Children's Hearts and Minds, was co-authored with Dr. Carol Swain. He also co-authored a book with Mike Huckabee, that's former Governor Mike Huckabee, The Three C's That Make America Great, Christianity, Capitalism, and the Constitution. So join me in welcoming uh, author Steve Fiesel as we talk about his brand new book, Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Steve, I'm looking in the book, and I'm looking at uh, chapter number nine, The Morality Factor. Uh, This is a quote from John Adams that you included here. Statesmen, my dear sir, may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. John Adams. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, you hear a lot of people say um, religion and politics don't mix, and there's even been pressures upon us in the church, especially ministers, is you should not talk about uh, religion in connection with politics. They have to be separate. Well, I don't think our founding fathers believed that, and that quote is testimony to it. And also, when you look at Thomas Jefferson, when he wrote the Declaration of Independence, and he said, we have unalienable rights that come from God, our Creator— Well, our founding document says we are going to establish a new government, and it is going to be mixed with religion. That religion is going to be one of the foundation, and and that religion was the Christian religion and and the Christian faith. So uh, I think we are very much in line uh, from our heritage as a nation and even from biblical principles to say, hey, we got to be involved in the political arena because it actually helps to produce a quality of life for all of our citizens. Well, that's right. And John Adams stated, our Constitution is only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the governance of any other. And and it was uh, George Washington said that without God in the Bible, it is impossible to govern. Now, these are founders, but there's also those throughout our history President James Garfield, one of the presidents from Ohio who served in the world uh, Civil War, actually, he said, in a nation such as this, where the people choose their leaders, if the Congress be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt, it is because the people tolerate ignorance, recklessness, and corruption. We're talking with Steve Fiesel. He has authored a new book, Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. Steve, what would your message be to listeners right now uh, as we go into this midterm election? And for many people who are saying the all-important midterm election, uh, talk to us about that for a minute. Well, we were engaged in, in a cultural war, and the left has gained an awful lot of ground. They've gained tremendous ground in our education system. And... Um, some people say, well, you know, you, you need to go out and vote for the best person. And I says, that's not the way our government works right now. Majority matters. And whoever has the majority in the House of Representatives, they're going to decide what gets voted on. They're going to de- 
they're going to be in control of the committees and they're going to decide who gets investigated. And so majority really matters. So what I do, people say, well, how do you vote? I said, I vote for the party that is going to give my Christian faith the best environment in which to thrive in. And I say, right now, that's the Republican Party. Now, if you go back to the times when uh, uh, Jennings Bryant, uh, William Jennings Bryant was the nominee for the Democratic Party, it might have been the Democratic Party back then. So I look at what party is going to allow my faith to thrive and for that message to get out. But we're in a situation right now that we've got people on the liberal left that they are directly attacking the Christian faith and, and Christians that they've got this term going out there called Christian nationalism. And the left loves to define this. And what they mean by that term is basically if you go to church more than once a month and you supported Donald Trump and you support conservatives, you're a Christian nationalist because then you must be a white supremacist and a racist. And we're just going to put that tag on you. But I, I refuse to have that label. And I say that we Christians have a right, and it's our stewardship to stand up and to vote to give the best environment so that our faith can go out and begin to change culture and we can take back some of the ground we lost in the culture war. We're talking with Steve Fiesel. He is the author of a new book, Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. Steve, uh, you know, as we approach this election, uh, you know, here's something that Charles Finney, the great evangelist, stated. God cannot sustain this free and blessed country, which we love and pray for, unless the Church will take a right ground. Politics are a part of religion in a country such as this, and Christians must do their duty to the country as a part of their duty to God. God will bless or curse this country in accordance to the course Christians take in politics. You know, um, when we think about, at this point, what, what's going on in our schools, the, the radical agenda by the Biden administration, I mean, the open border policy that's uh, an invasion on the southern border, I mean, uh, there's no due process of immigration currently. These people are flooding over, literally by the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, and just in one year alone, two million illegals poured over the southern border. They're not just coming from Central America and Mexico or South America. They're coming from all over the world. They're being trafficked in. Uh, there's humic traffic problems. There is fentanyl problems. Fentanyl is a huge problem in this country, and many young people are dying of fentanyl overdose. In fact, uh, we were at a meeting last night when Senator Lindsey Graham stated that in his state of South Carolina that police there had just discovered a fentanyl stash that could kill every resident of the state of South Carolina. I mean, Steve, this is a, a crisis of epic pro, uh, proportions. And for Christians to not vote for the, the, the candidate that's pro-life and pro-family and to listen to the nonsense from the, the political left, who are basically, uh, and excuse the language, who are uh, advocating for children under the age of 18. And we're talking about uh, minor children having sex changes medically using uh, drugs to block their hormones, to confuse them in their sexual identity. Uh, and this is being 
Uh, this pollution is seeding through our schools right now, through your public school. And, folks, I'm going to tell you something. This is not an exaggeration. This is happening in Ohio schools. It probably is happening in your school right now. And so uh, this is godless generation. You need to wake up. Uh, listen, God will judge us for what we do or don't do in voting. And, and actually, and, and if you can make a difference, if you do nothing, you're culpable to the, to the horrendous uh, tidal wave of the this, this seepage of this ugliness that is in our land right now, this great sin that is in the land. You're culpable if you do nothing. And God will judge you according to what you did or didn't do. Steve, your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, I preach Sunday night uh, on there's five issues that we have to vote the biblical principle. And somebody said, well, you're getting political. I said, no, I'm not getting political. I'm staying biblical. And by being biblical, it pulls me into the political arena. And the first one is, is the area of abortion, where we know the scripture, God knitted me together in my mother's wombs. Every woman that is pregnant is into a partnership with God in creating a new life. The second one is is the gay lifestyle, which there's enough scripture that says that God totally deploys that. But then what you were just talking about, this transgender issue, that is like saying, God, you, the creator, have made a mistake, and you did not make me right, so I'm just going to go ahead and change all this. And then to have the schools cooperating with this to the point that they want to give children hormone-altering drugs without the parents knowing about it, and then to have children that would undergo mutilation-type operations under the age of 18. We don't let kids sign a contract. You can't buy a car as a kid uh, if you're under 18. Uh, you can't even buy alcohol if you're under 21. So we're, gonna, we're protecting their bodies in regards to that even until they're 21. But then we want to open it up saying, hey, if you want to have operations where you can change your sex organs, that's okay. And that is basically child abuse. And we've got, we stand right with the scriptures when we oppose this. And, you know, even when Jesus... Well, let, let me stop you there for a minute, Steve, because I have to interject something, because... President Obama, Biden, okay, I say Obama because you wonder if he's not behind the scenes actually pulling the strings at times. He even said that, that he wanted, if he could run a third term, but from his basement with a headset. And it makes you wonder if there's not a little listening earpiece in Biden's ear. The man doesn't seem to have much cognizance. But he just hosted a transgender in the White House with a sit-down talk with this guy who was obviously a very disturbed individual and yet promoting it. And he said it's morally wrong to ban, uh, states to ban uh, transgender surgeries. My God, Steve, where are we at? This, listen, folks, God is going to judge us if we say nothing. Now, I know that some of you, including me and Steve, never thought we'd be down here. But that's how wicked the world is at this time. But it's not all of us. No. And that's why you have to go and vote big. And you've got to wipe them out of office and bring in good, godly Christian men and women, and those who uphold morals into office come Tuesday, uh, November 8th. And that's what we're going to do in a big way. You can participate 
If you're not registered to vote, it's too late to vote in this election. We've warned you. We have told you on this program, register, vote. We gave you all the resources. If you didn't do it, shame on you. And I mean it, shame on you. But, you know, look, here's the thing. You know, get out there and vote. And you say, well, my vote doesn't count. Yeah, it does. Your vote does make a difference. Look, our organization has spent a lot of time uh, bringing voter integrity to the state, working with multiple secretaries of state, and working with local boards of election. Our people are working the boards of election. i got friends right now that are working the boards of election. They'll be working the polls. And by the way, if you still want to be a poll worker, there's time. And so what's the best way to safeguard an election? Be a poll worker. Um, work the polls. Uh, there needs to be an equal amount of Democrat and Republican in a two-party system. And, and Steve, I like to say it like this. It's like two groups of thieves counting over the same pot of money. That's how you know it's going to be an even cut, okay? <laughs> and that's actually the truth. Steve, your thoughts about getting folks out there to vote their morals? Well, to me, that's really critical because uh, I have seen uh, a couple postings that uh, 30 million people did not vote in the 2020 election who were Christian. We wouldn't be in this mess if they'd have came out and voted their values. But somehow they think, oh, it wasn't important. I don't. To me, it is your God-given right and your stewardship to get out and vote for those things. And sometimes people said to me, "Well, Steve, once you write, you're you're, um, you're just preaching to the choir." I said, "Let me tell you, if you got 30 million people that aren't that are Christian that aren't voting, you got a lot of the choir ain't showing up for the concert, and then then you got another 20 percent of them that come up and said that they actually voted Democrat, so they're singing off key. So I think the choir needs some preaching too." And I was oh, uh, without question, there was people who said they didn't vote for Trump because of his mean tweets. Now, this yeah. man appointed pro-life justices to the U.S. Supreme Court. He moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, supported the state of Israel, uh, conducted the Abraham Accords. There's peace in the Middle East because of what President Trump did. He defunded Planned Parenthood. The list goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do, do we do we always applaud the president for some of the things he said said or tweeted? No, but his actions, you know. And and look, that's what Jesus said. What about the son who said I will and then didn't? What about the son who said I won't but did? And that's what Jesus said. That one's justified. It's in your works, folks. You got to work it out. Well, we're not saved by uh, works. No, you're not. But you were saved onto good works, isn't that right, Steve, Pastor? Yeah, well, I I even told some people I said Donald Trump would be welcome at my Thanksgiving table. I might not call on him to say grace, but that's a good one. <laughs> his policies are absolutely. Uh, beneficial to what the Christian faith. Would Hillary's policy been beneficial to the Christian faith? Absolutely not. Hey, so, let, let's let's make a mat out there. Now, look, I'm going to talk, you you know, you talked about some of these pastors. Well, you're getting political. Let me just tell you about that pastor who's weak. That pastor's actually liberal. Come on out, be yourself, tell us who you really are. You know, uh, uh, look, Steve, pastor, there, there are pastors that I've been with they really want to give me what for. That's right, the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. We've never changed. I've been doing this for 20 years, folks. I've li- I, I have the same wife. I raised eight children. We have 11 grandchildren. I've, I've believed these things 
for the last 45 years. We don't change. The world's been changing around us, and some of the weak pastors have been changing, and they get angry, Steve, at guys like you and me because we're pointing them out. I'm not going after these guys. Look, if a, if a church believes that, I move on, and our folks and the listeners have too. They've moved on from weak churches like that. Your thoughts? I am moving on because uh, last year I had a young lady. She's fantastic. Her name is Haley Gaglioni. She's the premier soloist for um, female soloist at the Amish Country Theater right now. She was going to do a God and Country concert on Veterans Day, Thursday night last year. Veterans Day. We're talking about veterans who could be Democrats or Republicans fighting for Democrats or Republicans. That's right. Uh, right. He said, Steve, I better not have that concert because I'm afraid it might offend some of the liberals in my church. And I'm thinking, you will not honor armed service people who put their lives on the line because you think in doing so, it might offend some of the liberals in the church. And I'm thinking, you know what? I don't think this is a place for me anymore. Well, you know, I was reading the book. Uh, by one of the veterans who was actually at the Battle of the Bulge. He was actually in Bastogne. He was a machine gunner. His name's Vince Speranza, and he was a lifelong Democrat. He came back from the war. He served our country honorably, and he, he actually uh, worked in the teachers' unions and helped to organize teachers' unions in New York City and all that when he came back. He wanted to be a uh, history teacher. And, you know, he said after a while, he said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. And folks, we're in a two-party system. We're kind of relegated to these things. Yes, you do have to pick the best person, but make sure that they're pro-life, that they're pro-family, that they're not going to get, be against your Christian faith and against the free exercise of your religion or your right to bear arms or your right to speak your peace. There are people today in the Democratic Party, the old Democratic Party would be shouting at the new Democratic Party. Isn't that right, Steve? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, you and I, we talked about this before at one of the meetings. In 1960, when I was in high school, both parties believed in the sanctity of marriage. Both parties believed in pro-life. Both parties were pro-military, and both parties were for uh, capitalism. Now they don't have anything in common. That's That's it. Look, we're talking with Steve Fiesel. He is the author of Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. Great book. Steve, how do people get it? Uh, they can go to Amazon and get it. Um, also, while they're on, on, I got some other things, too, that they could look at. Uh, if they go to visionword.com, that's my webpage. And then I also have a Christian political blog out called... Uh, well, you can get it by going to FieselFrontline.com, Fiesel Frontline. Fiesel is spelled F like in football, E-A-Z-E-L, and VisionWord.com is my website where they can see stuff about the Huckabee book and the book I did with Carol Swain. And, uh, but just type in Voting Christian Values on Amazon and the book will come up. Very good. Well, you need to get this book, this book, folks. It's a good book. Steve, thanks for, so much for being my guest today. It was my privilege. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And again, uh, if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at ohioca.org, our website. Thanks for listening. God bless.
Join us on Veterans Day in Washington, D.C. at the World War II Memorial for the celebration of the D-Day Prayer Edition. The edition of this prayer will be a lasting tribute to all our veterans who serve us in time of war and peace. This is Chris Long of the Ohio Christian Alliance, inviting you to join author and historian Bill Fetter, Senator Rob Portman, World War II reenactors, and radio host Bob France on Friday, November 11th at 11.30 a.m. at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. After the celebration, Bill Fetter will lead a War Memorials Tour. It will be a time to honor our veterans and celebrate our great nation. For more information, visit ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. Sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helps shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. Well, the November 8th election is coming quickly as the weather is beginning to turn here in Northeast Ohio, actually throughout the Midwest, is a they have forecasted a difficult and hard winter, and it looks like it's making its early appearance uh, with a cold snap overnight over the last few days. Uh, many of you are aware of that, of course. But as we uh, get closer to the November 8th election, of course, uh, so much is at stake with this election. And, of course, this is the all-important midterm elections. Mr. Biden has been in office now for two years with the Democrats in control of the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. And they have passed a radical socialist uh, agenda with a lot of spending that has caused inflation to skyrocket over 40-year highs. Many of you are feeling the pinch. You're feeling it at the grocery store, at the gas pump, and across the board with expenditures of your household. At the same time, uh, reports are that household income has decreased over the same period of time. So it is a double hit for all of us out here in Midland America as uh, Washington seems to ignore uh, the voices of, uh, of us, and they just run with their radical agenda and their wild spending on really ridiculous programs. We're going to continue our candidate forum tonight with uh, talking with a congressional candidate in the 9th Congressional di District. His name is J.R. Majewski, 
and he is a new candidate, and he is going against Marcy Capture, who is a long-term congresswoman from that area. However, the district has been redrawn. I want to draw your attention, before we get started with our interview, to the Ohio Christian Alliance website. For over the years, we have provided a nonpartisan voter guide where we have surveyed both uh, candidates of Democrat and Republican in any given race. And we start with uh, the U.S. Senate race, congressional, statewide races, Ohio House, Ohio Senate. We even have information about the state Supreme Court. For the first uh, year on the ballot, you'll be able to determine what their party affiliation is. And so that's very helpful to people. Over the years, people have asked us, I don't know anything about these judges, and what party affiliation do they have? Did they fill out the survey? Well, they didn't fill out the survey, but you will be able to tell who the Democrats are and who the Republicans are. And if, uh, quite honestly, there's a one-seat majority of the Republicans currently on the state Supreme Court, and if it gets swung to the Democrats, uh, projections are it's going to be a very radical court, an activist liberal court, so you want to pay close attention to the Ohio Supreme Court races. That's all in our voter guide. If you go to our website, Ohio Christian Alliance, just uh, search that or look up ohioca.org. Click on the icon of the voter guide. All 11 pages will come up uh, in your browser. Also, we have some helpful tools there. You View your sample ballot. So if you click on that, it takes you to the Secretary of State's website and feature that if you put in your address, uh, you'll be able to uh, view and review your sample ballot of what you're going to get on Election Day or before you vote. That's always very helpful. Also, if you're confused about what new district you're in, there's a link on our website, too, that says Find My Districts. Again, that's a link that goes quickly to the Secretary of State's website to a feature that if you put in your address, you'll be able to find your address. Your address will come up with a map. So all that said, let's go to our guest. This is J.R. Majewski. He is a candidate for the 9th Congressional District. Uh, and, of course, he will be on the November 8th ballot. J.R., welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, sir. Can you hear me? We can hear you just fine. Thanks for coming right. on today. Oh, um, it's, it's definitely, definitely um, uh, beneficial to me for, for being on, and I, I just want to thank you and, and your organization for everything that you do, not only for the state of Ohio, but for the country. Well, thank you, J.R. We appreciate that. Well, you were one of uh, five of the uh, uh, responses on the congressional side. So there are 15 new congressional districts. You're running in District 9 against Marcy Kaptur. Your opponent, Marcy Kaptur, the current uh, congresswoman, did not fill out the Ohio Christian Alliance candidate survey, but you did, and to your credit, and you have listed your positions uh, of the 12 positions that we have listed, which include eliminating all federal funding of Planned Parenthood, uh, you support eliminating all federal funding of Planned Parenthood. Uh, also, we have um, on here about uh, uh, banning or prohibiting abortion when a heartbeat is detected or supporting the heartbeat law. Uh, you support mm-hmm. that. Uh, so that's important for our listeners to know where you stand on these all-important issues. Also, issue two, uh, which is legislation to protect the tax status of churches and religious institutions ensuring religious free exercise and free speech rights. Uh, You support that style of legislation. We certainly appreciate that. But, uh, J.R., you've served in the U.S. military. You served um, during the uh, War on on Terror, uh, the Global Mm -hmm. War on Terror, uh, as my son uh, also served. He served in Iraq. Uh, You served supporting Afghanistan and the troops there in the Air Force. Uh, You've come back home. You're running for office. 
Tell us why that you're running for Congress. Well, Chris, you know, I decided to run because I found myself um, being a little upset with the ongoings of our federal government. And, you know, when I decided to run, the district here in the ninth was what would be commonly thought of as an impossible to win. It was a Democratic plus 16, which meant that, you know, it lent, it, it leaned highly Democrat. And, you know, that that's served Marcy Kaptur very well over the past you know, 40 years. But, um, you know, I decided to run because I was, again, tired of what was going on. And I found myself wondering why our elected officials weren't necessarily uh, serving the people. Instead, it, it appeared to me as if, you know, we had a, a, a strong um, group of, of Republicans that could be standing up for issues. And then, you know, they weren't and they weren't fighting the good fight, uh, you know, at the right times. And it appeared as if they you know, they wanted more media attention for, you know, their individual selves than they did to uh, solve issues. And, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've developed quite a, a successful career professionally. And, um, you know, I know how to solve complex issues. I run to challenges. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that I love to fight in, in the manner that it would be or in the context in, in which it might be taken. But, you know, I love helping people. And I like to, you know, um, not tell people why we can't help them, but you know how we can. And I think our 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 representatives, especially here in the ninth with Marcy Kaptur, the people that have lived here for the past forty years, haven't truly experienced representation as it was designed by our founding fathers. And I wanted to at least shake the trees and get Republicans excited uh, to to run. And then you know, as God would have it, the the district uh, changed to an R plus three, which made it uh, a Republican leaning district. And so, you know, we, we fought a really good primary and, um, you know, the people uh, elected me over to sitting state elected officials. And uh, it's been a, you know, ever since we won the primary, it's been a constant uh, battle with Marcy and the dirty politics that her and the Democratic Party are employing right now. We're talking with J.R. Majewski. He is a candidate in the 9th Congressional District. Uh, you'll be able to see that district on the Ohio Christian Alliance website. Uh, it stretches along the shores of Lake Erie and starts uh, just uh, portions of uh, Lorraine County and all the way to Wood County. And you want to take that in as to where the 9th Congressional District is. And JR will be on the ballot in November, November 8th, which is coming very quickly. And early voting has already started. You know, Jr. most of our listeners, of course, are traditionalists. They vote on Election Day. There's a few folks, and some are elderly, that take the opportunity to vote uh, absentee. But for the uh, lion's share of conservative voters, social conservative voters, they still like the traditional Election Day, as I do as well. Of course, early voting or absentee balloting uh, in the past was when someone actually had a family emergency, was going to be out of town, uh, there was, or they were incapacitated that they could not uh, physically get to the uh, polls. Uh, it was a very limited um, exercise, but then uh, the legislature and Democrats pushed for uh, broad early voting. And, uh, of course, we can only uh, concern, you know, consider ourselves, concern ourselves with to why that is. When you have, uh, at one point, we had nearly 38 days of early voting. Now it's been uh, 30 days of early voting, excuse me, now it's been narrowed down to think something like 28 or 27 days of early voting. Um, we'd, some of us would like to see it reduced to just two weeks of early voting. You know, for those who argued back in 2004 when President Bush won a second term by winning Ohio, 
Uh, they were blaming uh, then Secretary of State Ken Blackwell that uh, that they didn't have equal access to the polls and this kind of thing. And uh, you know, it's it's funny how the Democrats now are pointing at the Republicans about election deniers of the 2020 outcome. Uh, they've been election deniers for as long as I can remember. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. 2004, any time that they've lost, okay? And so it's funny. You'll have to play the tape. It's funny how they have amnesia when it comes to those things. Uh, but anyways, this has been a very spirited prime, you know, election season with the primary. In fact, in Ohio, we had two primaries. And I think, to your credit, like you said, you began to run this race when it, the district was the old district, which favored the Democrat. And you just happened to be sitting there as a person running on principle when the districts were redrawn that it went to a plus three district. So you weren't an opportunist. You were you were running on principle. I think that speak to that, if you would, for a minute. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, and I still run the race today um, based on, you know, I, I always keep the the perspective that, you know, how would I want the candidate for either party to behave? What would I want them to do? Um, both on the campaign trail, but you know, with respect to their media, what what they're communicating to voters, how they're reaching out, and what they plan on doing when they get to Washington D.C. And a lot of these candidates go out and they make a lot of promises, and then when they get to Washington, they don't they don't execute. And sometimes it's because you know they they understood that they you know they had to make promises to the constituents, but you know some people just are willing to say whatever you know needs to be said to garner those votes where. You know, I believe that, you know, when, when you're campaigning, it should be a tour of listening and understanding the issues that are coming from the people. What are they concerned about? And, you know, maintaining that posture and maintaining that perspective for me has allowed me to resonate with the people that I meet and develop individual stories with everyone. You know, not not being the JR that they see on TV or the JR that they hear about on the radio, but the JR that they meet in person or the JR that their friends tell them about. And that strategy has been very successful. And, uh, you know, I've made a bunch of commitments and a bunch of promises because I know that when I get to Washington, D.C., that things are going to be they're going to be totally different than what I anticipate. So, you know, what I want to do is commit to everyone in the district that I'm going to you know, represent them in Washington, D.C. as by design. And, uh, you know, I won't lie to them and say that that I can do X, Y or Z because, you know, you never know if you can you know, if you're able to accomplish that. But what I can promise them is that, you know, my commitment to represent them uh, regardless of the outcome nationally. Join us on Veterans Day in Washington, D.C. at the World War II Memorial for the celebration of the D-Day Prayer Edition. The edition of this prayer will be a lasting tribute to all our veterans who serve us in time of war and peace. This is Chris Long, of the Ohio Christian Alliance, inviting you to join author and historian Bill Fetter, Senator Rob Portman, World War II reenactors, and radio host Bob France on Friday, November 11th at 11.30 a.m. at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. After the celebration, Bill Fetter will lead a war memorials tour. It will be a time to honor our veterans and celebrate our great nation. For more information, visit ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. Sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. 
It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. We're talking with J.R. Majewski. He is a candidate for the 9th Congressional District. He is a Republican running against Marcy Capture, the Democrat, in the 9th Congressional District. He'll be on the November 8th ballot. J.R., not only did the districts change during the time in which you filed for Congress, in which uh, when you first filed it was the advantage to the Democrat as the districts were were originally drawn, but then when they were redrawn because of the census and the new districts have to, had to be redrawn and we lost a congressional seat, and then it advantaged the Republican by three percentage points, uh, at least on paper. Uh, the issues have changed a little bit uh, during the campaign as well. Here's a couple of examples. So, for instance, um, one of the questions that we have, and you've answered in the affirmative, and which we appreciate as a as a Christian organization, issue 11 uh, that we have on our voter guide, Parental Rights Act, clarifying that the right of parents to direct the upbringing of their children shall include their education, health care, discipline, and religious training. Of course, you support that. You, you support parental rights. We appreciate that. That's our view. Well, we saw just in the last few days in Virginia where Democrats have introduced legislation. Uh, I think they are in the uh, minority now, and there's a Republican governor. But yet, nevertheless, it's it legislation that's been introduced in the state of Virginia that uh, when it came to transitioning children, minors, that if parents objected, that they could be held in contempt of the law. J.R., I never thought we'd come to a time in our nation like this that even such a thing would be suggested by people, making parents the criminal if they wanted to enter, uh, you know, if the school was trying to transition their child from one sex identity to another. Uh, your thoughts on that? You know, it's, it's quite obvious that there's an overreach by the government, and it's unfortunate that it's happening in in a, in a state like Virginia with uh, Governor Yunkin, but you know I believe that he will he will block that. And uh, like every other good conservative that's out there, you know we truly and and firmly believe that families make the best decisions regarding their children, uh, with respect to both their health, their education, their welfare, and not the government. And you know we need to stand strong behind parents, and we need to empower them. Enough is enough. I mean Republicans have have uh, been a little bit. Uh, passive aggressive over the past few years but when it comes down to uh you know the government uh trying to influence and and essentially change the um the family dynamic with respect to a direct impact on our kids sexuality you know that's crossing the line and uh, that's where congress at the federal level needs to stand firm we need to protect our kids and the government should not be the perpetrator absolutely should not be the perpetrator Another issue that has come up, of course, uh, during the time of the Democrats controlling Congress is about uh, gun uh, control or uh, basically lessening our Second Amendment 
freedoms and liberties in this country. And one of the questions we've long surveyed on, it's just been one of the survey questions, we never actually published it as we did this year, uh, because it was so remote of a possibility that uh, there were other pressing issues that we listed in the voter guide. And I'm talking about issue 12 in our voter guide. It's called Federal Registration of Firearms and Licensing of Gun Owners. And we're talking about federal registration and licensing of gun owners. Uh, the, The federal government has no business doing that, has never in in our free nation, in our Second Amendment, the right of the people to keep and to bear arms. However, there has been legislation introduced in the U.S. Congress by Democrats, liberal Democrats, and it's gotten co-sponsorship. So we have to put this down because the, the Biden administration has actually spoken in favor of such legislation. Your thoughts about federal registration of firearms and licensing of gun owners? Yeah, I think I think we have a license to carry uh, firearms, and that comes by way of our Second Amendment rights. I mean, this is just another example of our government um, encroaching upon our, our our rights as citizens of the United States. And you know, our constitutional rights were instituted to protect all of every American, and uh, you know, in accordance not only with federal law but but natural law. And this is another example where. The Biden administration, by way of Nancy Pelosi and a uh, Congress that's run amok, is trying to push laws, you know, through the uh, through the legislation that that are that will limit us and uh, and slowly but surely take away every freedom that we have. And I believe firmly, without the Second Amendment, and we don't have any other rights. I mean, that that is what bounds everything else. Also, a question that we ask: giving amnesty to illegal immigrants in the United States. Do you support giving amnesty to illegal immigrants in the United States? I do not, no. And our southern border is just an invasion during the last two years of the Biden administration. Uh, over uh, several million illegal illegals have crossed over the border, not just from Central America and Mexico, uh, but also from uh, international um, illegals as well. In fact, it's a home security threat. Uh, with these uh, uh, folks, with this invasion that's going on uh, during the Biden administration. It's just an outrage. Your thoughts on mm-hmm. the um, unsecure border, uh, southern border, and what's going on with that? Your thoughts on that? Well, Chris, I believe that you know the United States must have a secure border, and we need to stop illegal immigration. And if that means building a wall, that's what we need to do. But we cannot stop at just building the wall. Uh, there are programs out there that could be um, considered uh, mandatory for use of all of our businesses, such as E-Verify. And we need to end chain migration. We need to end uh, all of our refugee and asylum f- fraud, our visa overstays. And Congress needs to fight any attempt by the federal government to offer any legal presence, war permits, or amnesty to any illegal aliens. I mean, we are a country of immigrants. My family, I mean, you can tell with my great Polish last name that, uh, you know, my family migrated to the United States, but we did so legally. and. No American wants to, um, you know, crawl into this space of nationalism where we're not, you know, interacting with, you know, other countries and other citizens across the world. But, um, you know, America is the home of the brave, land of the free, home of the brave for a reason. People want to come here because of the freedoms that we have, and they should want to, and we should want them to want to, but we should also make sure that they do so legally. It's, it's really about law and order. 
Also, uh, another issue on our voter guide, and by the way, for the listeners, if you go to the Ohio Christian Alliance website and you click on the voter guide, 11 pages will come up. On page two is the congressional candidates, and uh, again, J.R. Majewski is running in the 9th Congressional District. He's listed there with his responses. Unfortunately, Miss Miss Kaptur did not respond, and so you can see all the positions that J.R. has in the Ohio Christian Alliance voter guide, and we appreciate that. Uh, so you support a constructing a fence along the entire U.S.-Mexico border uh, to stop the flow of illegal immigrants entering the United States. That's our position as well. Well, just a minute here in closing, Jr. tell us again uh, where people can follow your candidacy and your website, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. You can uh, follow me on all forms of social media, either Jr. Majewski or Jr. Majewski for Congress. And my website is Jr. Majewski, it's M-A-J-E-W-S-K-I, the number four, congress.com. And so in these last uh, couple weeks before the election, what's the campaign doing? What are you doing? Just getting out there and meeting with voters as many as possible? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it, we're, you know, I'm spending the days making uh, donation calls. We still have a couple weeks left and, uh, you know, maintaining our presence on on the uh, TV and radio is something that's crucial to us, especially when Marcy Kaptur has millions of dollars being funneled into her campaign by Nancy Pelosi. Um, but outside of that, we're, you know, we're having uh, campaign activities every night. Um, we're, voter contact is very, very important to me. Like I said, uh, we're phone banking and we're doing door to door every day. You know, that area there has uh, been a time of surprises as well. And I can remember a friend of mine, Steve, who ran for state representative against the uh, chairman of the Democratic Party at the time, and nobody gave him a chance, but uh, he came out a winner one night. He was with us on our issues. He was a good Christian man, and uh, he won. And so uh, one never knows what may come out of uh, an election night of the 9th Congressional District. Again, we're talking with J.R. Majewski, running against Marcy Kaptur, longtime serving congresswoman in the 9th Congressional District. Uh, but it's all up to the, vi- the voters as they go out on Election Day. JR, thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you having me, and God bless. God bless you, too, sir. Thank you very much. Again, that's JR Majewski, and you can follow his uh, campaign as well as you search his name, and I'm sure that uh, you'll be able to find his website and follow uh, his campaign in the coming days. Well, as we continue, we're going to uh, talk to Pastor Al. This is an interview we conducted last week, and we want to let you folks know about Veterans Day in Washington, D.C. at the World War II Memorial. We are going to have the D-Day Prayer Edition celebration, and that's going to be a service that we'll have at 11.30 a.m. in Washington, D.C. at the World War II Memorial. At 9 o'clock will be the traditional Veterans Day service, and then our service will follow at 11.30. We'll also have a War Memorials Tour with Bill Fetter. It's going to be a great time, and you can actually register for the bus. And if you go to ddayprayerproject.org, that's the website, ddayprayerproject.org, And you can uh, register to be with us on the charter bus and the hotel accommodations there. Uh, Bob France will be our MC. We're going to have a great time. So uh, look that up at ddayprayerproject.org. We're going to celebrate this major victory of adding FDR's D-Day prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. on Veterans Day of this year. Don't miss it. Thanks so much for listening. Stand by. We'll be right back. God bless.
You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.